0: If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful, such special air of Shabbos it is. Because not only do we begin the new book of Bamidbor, the book of Numbers, but straight from Shabbos, we go into Erev Shavuot, the festival of Shavuot, when we celebrate receiving the Torah, the Jewish people receiving this incredible gift from God, a gift from God that tells us, in fact, who we are. It tells us what the purpose of God's creation is all about, receiving the gift of the Torah. Before we begin, those of you who didn't have the opportunity last night of counting the Omer, please repeat after me now. Hayom Sheva Ve'arboim Yom Sheheim Shisha Shavuot Ve'chamisha Yamim LaOmer. Today is 47 days, which 6 weeks and 5 days to the Omer. And the particular sefirah, the particular midah, the characteristic that we deal with is Hod Malchus splendor within monarchy, the dimension of the majestic element within kinship, kingship that we all possess. We're going through difficult times, we're going through challenging times, we're going through times that we have to address our loyalty, we have to connect with our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, we have to really reach out in a very powerful, intimate, passionate way to everything that's going on in the Holy Land. And this is a time the Jewish people everywhere have to join hands to unite, to sing out, to reach out, to express who and what we are. It's a time that we are, well, under attack. Not only in Israel, but throughout the world. We are vilified. We are incredibly and disgracefully attacked. We are called all sorts of names. The world, the world doesn't want to hear the truth. This is a time that we have to stand together. This is a time that we have to tell ourselves the truth, tell each other the truth and tell the world the truth. And while most of us don't have access to the media to tell the world the truth, nonetheless, we tell the truth. And one of the things that we do in a time of difficulty is that we enhance our levels of tefillah, of prayer. We turn to Hashem with Tehillim by beseeching Him, asking Him, to continue protecting us, to continue watching over us. It's a time of adding to Torah study, the word of Hashem. It's a time to increase our tzedakah, our acts of charity, our acts of goodness and kindness. This is a time that we have to better ourselves. This is a time that not only in some emotional way do we express our loyalty and unity and love for each other, but in a practical way as well, by enhancing, as said before, our Tfilah, our prayer, our Torah, our Torah study, our tzedakah, our acts of charity, our acts of goodness and kindness. And may our Torah study of today be in merit of all those things and bring blessing to our brothers and sisters in the holy land and the entirety of holy land and to bring true peace in every sense of the word to all its inhabitants and ultimately of course the greatest blessing the coming of mashiach a righteous redeemer as i mentioned we begin the new book of the the fourth book in the five books of the torah we spoke about it last week In Bamidbor, we resume the narrative of what happens to the Jewish people in the wilderness. And while, of course, the word Bamidbor translated simply is the wilderness, the desert, in actual fact, the book is referred to by our sages as the Book of Numbers. And so it is in other languages. It's called the Book of Numbers because we again count the Jewish people. And we have to ask ourselves, what is the connection between Bamidbor, the wilderness, and Numbers, the fact that another census, another counting of the Jewish people is taking place. As mentioned, it's also almost Erev Shavuot, straight from Shabbat, straight from Shabbos. We come into Sunday, Erev Shavuot, when we start to celebrate receiving the Torah, Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, this incredible festival that we've been counting for seven weeks. And I say, just tell us, we always read the Parsha of Bamidbar. We always read the Parsha of Bamidbar on the Shabbos preceding At least one Shabbos preceding. We always read it before Shavuot. And therefore we have to examine what is the relationship between Bamidbar and Shavuot. There has to be a relationship if in fact it's always read before Shavuot. This is what this Shabbos is so special. This is what makes the Shabbos so important. Not only by beginning a new book. In the five books of the Torah, but also its relationship and connection with the festival of Shavuot. Bamidbor, a wilderness, an empty and barren place. But let's take a look at the opening words of the Parsha, of in fact the entire book of Bamidbar, And how does it begin? And God speaks to Moshe, where does he speak to him? Bamidbar Sinai in the wilderness of Sinai, in the appointed tent, in the tabernacle, in the Mishkan, on the first of the second month, the second year Mitzrayim, following the Exodus, when the Jewish people went out of Egypt. And you ask yourself, why is it necessary for Torah to give us such incredible specific detail about where and when this message, this speech from God to Moshe is given? Why is it necessary to tell us it took place in the wilderness of Sinai? It took place in the Ohel Moed, in the appointed temple. The Mishkan. It took place on this and this day, this and this month, this and this year. Obviously, if Torah gives us such specific detail, it's for a purpose. Because otherwise Torah wouldn't give us that amount of detail. And therefore we have to examine two things. Why this amount of detail? And why detail in general? Why is it necessary for us to be told We know the Jewish people were in the wilderness. We know where God speaks to Moshe. We know more or less the time frame when this takes place. Why is Torah so specific? And we've often spoken about that Torah does not use words unless absolutely necessary. And what's the necessity of using words? Not only to give us information, but to teach us something, to give us a lesson every single word in Torah is there to tell us an important lesson in life what's the life lesson that we can learn from hearing so much detail and equally so how is this connected to the festival to the Chag of Shavuot more of that soon this is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High fm We're talking about the Parsha of B'midbar. We're talking about the opening Parsha of the fourth book of the five books of the Torah. And we're asking the question, why is it necessary for the Torah to give us such precise detail about when and where this instruction, communication, came from Hashem? Parsha begins with which instruction from Hashem to Moshe? It speaks about to take a census to count the Jewish people, yet again. And we wonder why. Why is it necessary to count the Jewish people? And we turn to the commentaries, Rashi. The main commentary on Torah tells us, this is the reason that Moshe is instructed To count the Jewish people again. And he says, because of the particular love, the particular love that God has for the Jewish people. And because he loves them so dearly, because the Jewish people are so precious to God, He counts them numerous times, after all sorts of events, joyous times challenging times, difficult times. He counts them after major moments in history. God loves his people. And like anyone who loves something or anyone who has precious things, you count them regularly. You count them from time to time to know how much you have. And while, of course, God really doesn't need to count In order to know. But God informs us. That this is a way of expressing. His love for us. So that we know. How much he loves us. It's an expression. Of his love. And the question is. Why is this action. The type of activity. The type of expression. Which shows us. The love that God has for us. After all. There are a numerous amount of ways that God can show us love. Why does he show and use counting as the way of expressing his love? One of the answers is, and we've talked about it often in the past, that counting indicates the incredible value of each and every single individual. Not the value of what they are in terms of what they possess materially or even spiritually, emotionally or even intellectually. They can be the biggest scholar. They can be simple people. They can have highly refined emotional elements or perhaps even unrefined characteristics. Each and every single individual unqualified without any type of judgment, each and every single one is precious to Almighty God. This is how he shows his love to us. Not for the quality of who we are, but simply for being who we are. Each and every single individual. And this is what I call the majesty of detail. Something that we often overlook. Yes, we live in a world where we look often to value. We don't necessarily see things in terms of, well, each thing has importance. But we see how much value it has as far as we are concerned. This has status, this doesn't have status. This is important, this is not important. This has value, this doesn't have value. And therefore, very often we tend to disregard that which in our eyes has no value. That which in our estimation isn't important. We don't see the value of everything in terms of itself itself. We judge it in terms of the value that it has for us. And this is something which has to be changed. Because everything has value within itself. The majesty of detail is such that every single thing has importance. Imagine. And then the individual walks in to a magnificent library. And you're overwhelmed by the architecture, by the beauty, by the abundance of magnificent books. You're blown away by that which you see. A scholar walks in, he's overwhelmed by those volumes which contain so much wisdom. Not so much by the books themselves, but by the wisdom that it contains. Why? He has an eye for detail. She has an eye, not only for that which is seen generally, but for each and every single specific thing. Have you ever been to a desert? A real desert, an absolute barren place. Mile, kilometer after kilometer of sand, wherever you look. If you drive south of Jerusalem, if you drive toward the south of Israel, you'll see kilometer after kilometer of sand. And what do you see? Well, there's a beauty to the dunes and to the sand itself. But if you could stop for a moment and think to yourself that there is a purpose to each and every single grain of sand. Not only to the overall wilderness, but each and every single grain of sand has purpose. it would be blown away. It's not the general, but the specific. The majesty of detail. Every single thing has value. Every single thing is important. Every single thing is there for a reason it was created because ultimately it is part and parcel of God's infinite plan. Now imagine walking into a library not only of books generally that contain so much wisdom but you walk into a library of Torah books where each and every single letter And the shape of each and every single letter. And even the dot on top of each and every single letter. Contains infinite amount of wisdom and insight. Detail to such a degree. How much detail. This is the beauty, the majesty of detail. And the greater the mind, the more expanded the vision, the greater you see the value. Of each and every single thing. Not only what it means to me. but The thing as it is for itself. Nothing. Nothing is out of place in this world. Nothing is extra. Nothing is meaningless. Nothing is just there. Nothing is just, well, another one. Every single thing has value. And therefore, when Moshe is instructed by God to count the people, he's told to count each and every single individual, not only the important ones, not only the ones who have status in the eyes of the community, but everyone, from the most important to the seemingly least important, each one has equal value in terms of the ultimate value. And this is why the Parsha begins by telling us with such specific and precise detail when and where this instruction took place. It took place in the desert of Sinai. It took place in the Ohel Moed, in the appointed tent, in the Mishkan, in the Holy Tabernacle. It took place on the first of the second month of the second year following the exodus of Egypt. Precision. Why? Because each and every single moment, each and every single millimeter of space, each and every single detail of all creation has purpose and meaning and a lesson in life. Yes, it takes tremendous wisdom it takes tremendous insight. It takes a lifetime of study often to understand the value of each and every single moment, of each and every single millimeter of space. But each and every single thing within all of creation, as each and every single book in a library of millions of books, as each and every single grain of sand in a barren desert Of hundreds and thousands of kilometers. Has meaning and purpose. And this is what the opening words. Of the fourth portion. Part of Torah is the fourth book. Bamidbor. Bamidbor is coming to teach us something. Which is very very important. The majesty of detail. The Jewish people are marching. They're going out of Egypt. They're going towards Sinai. They've received the Torah. They're going to the promised land. They are a large people. They are a great nation. Don't ever forget the value of each and every single thing. And not only that, but how each and every single... And there is a stark reminder of how each and every single thing is important. Every single moment, every single life, every single sound. Each and every single individual has to realize within his or her life the importance of each and every single thing. Another moment. It's not another moment, every single moment. Another day, it's not just another day, each and every single day, whatever we have, whatever we possess, every feeling, every gesture, every thought, every emotion, everything that we are, everything is of infinite value. The majesty of detail, the infinity of detail, more of that stuff. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the majesty of detail, we're talking about the Midbar, and we're talking about why, in fact, the Midbar is always read before the festival of Shavuot. What is the lead-up to the festival of Shavuot? We count 49 days. Great Detail So that we understand ourselves, the 49 elements that make up our emotional structure, what we possess, who and what we are, not only generally, but to investigate, to analyze specifically in greater detail who and what we are, to rectify, to elevate, to refine, to make ourselves better, step by step, stage by stage to become better, and to become greater. What is Torah all about? Torah gives us the ability to recognize, to know that each and every single thing has purpose. Each and every single detail of God's creation has incredible and important detail and value. Where was the Torah given? Was it given in a great necropolis? Was it given in the capital cities of the world? Was it given... It was given in Midbar, in a desolate wilderness. It was given in a place that was barren. Torah is given in a place that can transform even the most empty and desolate of places into something which is magnificent and beautiful. Torah can take an individual who feels like a desert, an individual who feels like A wilderness an individual who feels so well empty and unfinished an individual who feels so unaccomplished apply the value of Torah and you will see miraculous transformation there are those who say Torah is only for a select few Torah is only for those who have the character who have the refinement who have the status of development no Torah is for each and every single individual. Whether you feel that midbar, whether you feel that wilderness and emptiness within yourself, or whether you see it in someone else, the application of Torah, the giving of Torah is to each and every single individual. And this is why Bamidbar is always read before Shabbat to remind us where the Torah was given. It was given in an empty barren place, a place that was, well, a midbar. It was a wilderness. And this is why it's so important for us to remember, as I said before, the majesty and greatness of detail. Because once you appreciate the importance of each and every single thing, there is nothing, nothing in this world that has no value. Once you understand that everything has a value, everything has importance, everything has greatness, even that which might appear to be an absolute barren and empty space, that too can be transformed. You can take the most barren place and to transform it into the most beautiful garden. You can take the most empty reality and fill it with incredible, majestic beauty. This becomes our responsibility. This becomes our duty. This becomes something that each and every one of us is obligated to do. This becomes the story of Shabuot. Receiving the Torah, bringing light and purpose and teaching and clarity into the world. Bringing the message of truth, bringing the message of, well, the message of Torah. Of bringing light into the wilderness, into those empty spaces. And this is why, first of all, tomorrow, the Shabbos, when you are in Shul, listen to the Parsha carefully. Listen to the idea of counting and each and every one of us is counted. There had to be 600,000 souls which encompass all the souls of all the Jewish people standing at Sinai. Nobody could be missing. In other words, each and every single individual was important. This is important when you read the Parsha. Read about the duties, the responsibility of each one of the families of the Levites. Read about the detail. That is discussed in the Parsha. And of course, the festival of Shavuot, starting on Sunday night, Monday, Monday night and Tuesday, Monday, get to Shul and listen to the reading of the Aserat that he brought the ten commandments, young and old, men and women, and even infants bring them to Shul. It's so important that each and every single individual be in Shul to hear the reading of the Ten Commandments and to feel as if they're standing at Sinai receiving the Torah as it was then over three thousand years ago. This is an eternal gift. It didn't happen once upon a time, and we recount that which happened in the distant past. It happens now. It happens to each and every one of us, and this is why on Monday, get hold of your shul, find out exactly when the Torah is going to be read, and be there. Bring yourselves, bring your family, bring your friends, bring your children, bring your infants. Make sure everyone is there to hear the reading of the Ten Commandments. The Torah is eternal, and we're part of that eternal Message. And this is why we have to connect, particularly now. You know, there are two types of people in this world. There are those who take a barren land and turn it into a magnificent garden, as we've seen our people do in the Holy Land of Israel. And then there are those who can take a beautiful land and turn it into a barren wasteland and wilderness. We are builders. We take emptiness and fill it with beauty. We take the value of Torah and we apply it to our own lives and to those around us. Because we build beauty in the world, materially, physically, and spiritually. And this is why, this year in particular, this is a time to be in Shul. To be in Shul on Yantuf, to be in Shul on the Chag of Shavuot, to hear the Ten Commandments, to relive the moment of receiving the Torah and making it our own and making it alive and turning the barren space into one that is beautiful. Have a good Shabbos. Chag Sameach. Be in shul. Shabbat Shalom.